Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. We're coming up on the day, or maybe it's even past, that Wolfmother was supposed to be in Missoula, Montana. Very frustrated. This is to uh, date one of the bigger losses of this pandemic. At least for me personally, it is to tell anyone is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Howdy, happy Tuesday to you. You missed anything in hour number one? Check it out on the podcast, the Two Tell Nuanas podcast, ubiquitous. Everywhere you get your podcast, you can get our podcast. Listen live. Nope. Listen anytime you want. Not live. That's the beauty of the thing. Podcast is available all the time. Thanks to our friends at Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. You want to call 361-3688. We will take your calls. You want to get in line right now, 361-3688 for a little blindside. You don't know what we're going to talk about, but guess what? Neither does neither do we. Well, actually, one of us knows a little bit. The other one knows a little bit as well, but neither of us know the full story. That's the fun of the segment that we're going to do. 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. All right, Coulter, here we go. A little bit of blindside. I got a couple of questions for you, one specifically. You got a question uh, or two over there for me. Would you like to start or would you like me uh, to start? You go first. All right, here we go. This is where I got a subject, a question, a topic to discuss with Coulter. He does not know what is coming. That's why it's called a blindside. It sounds like this. You see what's going on there? See what's going on there? The the big bang. Uh, All right, Coulter. This goes back a couple of weeks. 
but we talked about talking about this. That's what we do on the show. We don't talk about things. We discuss the idea of talking about them and talk about them later. Well, this time has now come. Are you ready over there? I am so ready. Hit me with it. What is the most Montana thing? What is the most Montana thing? I have a list of items here in front of me that I think are, I'm not saying they are the most Montana thing. I've just got a list of generated things. I also Does reached out to, to our friends. Thing? No, no, just the most. Okay, you know, I, 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 have, I have my answer. I have my answer. Really? Mm-hmm. You have a definitive? Definitive answer. Okay, go ahead. The sunset. <laughs> because the su- Because the sunset in Montana is distinctly different than anywhere else in the world, as it is everywhere else in the world. Yes. But it, do- it, it is more majestic, but also more diverse Depending on where you are at in Big Sky Country, you can see a sunset at like 11 o'clock at night up on the High Line. You can also see some of the craziest paintings of of the horizon while you're sitting at Flathead Lake. And you can also see the way that it dips behind the mountains when you're in tight valleys like Missoula. Like the sunset is definitively different between Missoula and Bozeman, but it's equally majestic. I don't deny the beauty of the sunsets in the state of Montana. I don't deny the versatility of the sunsets in the state of Montana. Mm-hmm. I absolutely deny that this is a uniquely and distinctly Montana thing. Okay. Here's the list I've got, and I've got some help from our friends on Twitter. And if you got an idea, by the way, of what you think is the most Montana thing, area code 406, hint, 361-368A. 406 is one of the most Montana things. It is. The word that's not a word, spose. S-P-O-S-E, spose. How Montana is spose. I suppose it's okay. Yeah. Everybody says that? I never noticed. It actually is sort of striking how many words Montanans... I don't think that people consider Montanans having accents yet. Montanans do a very colloquial way of speaking in certain elements where they say words straight up incorrectly. I thought the say word... Say the word bag. I got a better one for you. Say it. How do you bag. say it? Yeah, you say it like a Montanan. I say everything like a Montanan. That's what I am. I thought the word both was spelled with an L until I was like 32. <laughs> both. Uh, let's let's go to the lines. I got a few more here, but we got Gio who wants to get in. Gio, how we doing over there, my man? What's the most Montana thing? I miss you guys, um, but I got some things for you. Okay, let's hear you it. You still with me? Yep, we got you. Okay, cool. So um, things that I think that are Montana, um, okay. Orui Plata, Western Meadowlarks, Huckleberries, Mountains, Crick, and Crick is, is great. great one. Yes. Yeah, Crick is, is so very Montanan. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've heard other people do it, but it's like uniquely like everyone like you'll be like looking at it. be like, oh, yeah, head over to Deer Crick. And I see people look at you and like, that's right. I put an eye in the middle. Yep. Don't even yeah. deny it. And and no um, ease, by the way. No ease. Just straight eye. Just two hard eyes eye. for one eye. Yeah, that's the trade out there. No um, doubt. And I would definitely say... Uh, the thing, and it's not actually a thing that we are so proud to talk about our state, but we don't want you to move here. <laughs> um, that is like, so true. Yep. It's, it's um, and then the last weird. thing probably is our history. Mm. Yeah, the, it, Montana. We got, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, it's just like we have a unique perspective as far as, like, how much, like, Lewis and Clark. And, like, when you think about it, like, when they did their trip, 
so much of it was in Montana, and uh, I think we're pretty uniquely proud of that. And then I would probably say uh, the native people here uh, because I'm part of that. So, Gio, that's fantastic. That's a great list. I mean, we asked for one. You gave us like seven, all of them. Glorious. Uh, I, I, lo- I love MT46 hey, every day. All, day. <laughs> all, of, all day long. Great work, Gio. Appreciate the shout. Good to hear from you. 361-3688. If you want to get in, tell us what's the most Montana thing. He had a lot. Oroi Planta's good. Huckleberry's 100%, which is on my list. That was another one that I had there. Crick I did not have. That's the winner for me off of that particular list. Yeah, I think Crick, Crick is good. What other words do Montanans say wrong? They crick, both bag instead of bag, milk instead of milk. No, 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 no. Wash no, 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 instead no. of wash. Are you out of your mind? See, now you're just saying no. words wrong that some people say wrong, but Dude. and then you're inferring Dude. that it's no. a no, statewide no, 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 failing. No, 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 no. There's, the milk there. people and the wash people can go walk right off the plank, and okay. none of them are Montana. But how about how about the little the little created accent between? People that live in the areas of like Butte through Helena and maybe all the way out to like Big Timber. They all talk like they're from somewhere else. Butte people have a for sure accent. For the record, they are from somewhere else. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I know. It's just interesting that you have different colloquial dictions in Montana, even. Here's a couple more. By the way, this one here, how about this? This is from Twitter. Uh, this is uh, uh, Ryan Foley. Great one here from at uh, RFoley77. Measuring distance by hours. Yeah, it's good. How far away is Billings? Six hours. These people might need to find the pedal on the right. That's that's right. Uh, uh, it's four and a half hours to Billings, not six. At Celtic the Moose. The speed limit's 80 miles per hour, people. Let's go. Jo- calling the glove compartment a jockey box. Now, I haven't seen that as much around the state of Montana. I mean, I've certainly heard that. I don't know if that's specifically Montana. I think it's out there. Uh, so those are a couple of good ones. Here's one for you. Okay. By the way, 361-3688 if you want to get in. What is the most Montana thing? That's what we're asking. Public lands. Public lands is now, good. Now, I know that not unlike the sunset, there's a lot of places that have public lands. In fact, I, I don't know this for a fact. I would assume that every state in the Union, and maybe even little Rhode Island, has some public lands of some sort. But public lands are a a very big and very... Uh, 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 th- there's a lot of people who passionately defend public lands in the state of Montana, about which I'm happy. I mean, of... Of all the ways that perhaps we're divided, I feel like the public lands thing is one of the most uh, uh, united beliefs that we as a state carry forward, that we want to have public lands available uh, and you know uh, for, for everybody. For that, that's the idea. Because I was thinking about this. I was actually talking about this to some extent over, over, over my uh, vacation. Does Nebraska have public lands? Now, I would guess that Nebraska or Kansas or Oklahoma or whatever probably have public lands. But who cares? Like, do you, like, okay, so this thousand acres of corn, have at it. Take a walk. You know, whatever I mean. I'm sure, you know, there's uh, prettier places or whatever. But it's not like here, man, where the public lands are are earth-moving, you know, emotional, spiritual experiences that you get to have just going out there and being, quote, in it. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely do. Another one that is worth mentioning is just industry in general and the the, the influence that industry has had on Montana. Mm-hmm. Most people initially came to Montana to either trap, mine, or log. Yeah. And that those are still gigantic economic drivers, or I guess ranch. Sure. And those are all gigantic economic drivers, but they are also so reflected in the 
the the um the namings of the towns like a town like Butte it's such a mining town not only because of the Berkeley pit but as you're driving around in Butte you're never driving on a street that's not named after a mineral yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean right. like in montana all the streets are named after the presidents the the uh, the adventurers or whatever the town is based on, whatever whatever industry the town is based on. Uh, the last one I have here, and this is uh, this only barely made the list. It's it's certainly more about rural than Montana as such. But how about waving at at passing cars? Yes. Well, even if you're in a car, yes. If, you know, you're out there on the road. Wave, wave. You never know. It's, just, it's always going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that's a pretty good list. All right, I like this. This is good. Okay. <laughs> We'll keep taking your calls, 361-3688. What's the most So if you don't agree with my sunset, you got to at least agree with uh, the sky in general. Just the sky. The, ex- the, ma- the vast expanses of the sky. There are places where the sky is different than it is in other places, and this is one of those. I do agree with you on that. Uh, all right, Coulter, your turn for a blind side. I also think you that get? you got to – I mean, I mentioned industry, the railroad. The, the, yeah. the high, the, I mean, the railroad exists everywhere, but the fact that there was – this specific transportation in a largely remote and desolate and very harsh area, yeah. which is the High Line. I mean, the 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 geological and um, ecological miracle that is the ability to grow <laughs> any any crop in a place where it gets negative 40 degrees at any time is is unbelievable, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that you can grow anything in Haver, Montana is nuts, L- let alone like Chester and Rudyard and Joplin and all the, the tiny highline towns. Everything, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Anybody that wants to read an awesome book that'll teach you not only about sports, but it'll also teach you just about Montana history and the fierce independence that people that founded this state rely on so much as well as kind of like like the swashbuckling i don't want to say outlaw because we all take care of each other so much but there's a fierce independence in montana that doesn't exist almost anywhere else and the book is called shelby's folly it's all about these oil tycoons who struck oil up in shelby and they wanted to turn shelby montana into the the tulsa oklahoma 2.0 I have not read Shelby's Folly, but I am very acutely aware of the book and what in what. It's and so about then this book is all about all these guys it. wanting to then build a thirty thousand person arena to then host a heavyweight championship bout. That heavyweight championship bout was between Jack Dempsey and Tommy Gibbons. But all the the the, the boxing is one portion of it, and it's fascinating in itself because at that moment Jack Dempsey was the biggest star on the planet. I mean, he was the the number one sports star, probably other than Babe Ruth in America. And that aside, though, the boxing aside, the the corruption, the waffling back and forth, the swindling, all the things that went down. I mean, Shelby has still not recovered almost 100 years later right, from right. all the back-ended stuff that all these different investment groups were doing. But it's just so crazy to read about like how wild the West really used to be. Yep. I mean, you couldn't get away with any lie you ever wanted if it doesn't have to get delivered until it was delivered by telegram three and a half weeks later. Now, you could do a lot of swindling when it wasn't an email that's sent directly to your phone. Totally. Uh, it's a great book, though. You should, anybody that wants to read that, you should check it out. It's it's not very long. It's only like less than 200 pages, and it's a it's a great read about not only uh, different times, but just the founding of Montana in general and, and just how wild the West really used to be. 
Very good. Good recommendation. Good read. I appreciate all of that. No question. All right. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. This might take you a second. Well, it should. I mean, I don't know what's coming. This doesn't It doesn't have to be defined by male or female, okay? But give me the Mount Rushmore of Montana athletes. Ryan Tutel. <laughs> Were you born in Montana? Yes. Is your birth certificate says Montana? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Billings. Lucky Billings you. MT. I'm trying to amend mine. Yeah, when I was born in Idaho. I don't know if I can get it back. I don't know if I can get the the Montana. I got a lot of old relatives with Montana birth certificates, though. So, well, this is uh, this is this is fact. I was uh, I was I was brought to being here in the state. Uh, the Mount Rushmore of Montana athletes, man, that's a good one. Um, you know, probably Dave. Dave Dickinson's on it. Yep. Um, I'd say probably Larry's on it. Derek Soviak? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting question on a couple in terms of what are we getting at? Right. Because you talk about accomplishments in the sport, you know, to be to be to be the best basketball player, I think pretty unequivocally in the state of Montana, which Larry from the state of Montana, which Larry Kristoviak is. Um mm does not make you necessarily as good within your sport as you know some other athletes who come from the state of Montana have been in their sports. You know what I'm saying? I, I do know what you're saying. I, honestly, the basketball portion of it too is is it has been and always will be the hardest part for me because in terms of just the pure eye test and the pure natural gifts mm-hmm. and the historical remembrances. The the greatest Native American basketball players in Montana were the greatest basketball players. Yeah, and they they did not rise to the heights of Larry Kostovac. They did not play 13 years in the NBA. But if you listen to the legends, you know you listen to the storytelling, which is I mean that's what some of our 
you know, the Native American people in Montana do better than anybody is, is the oral history of remembering the great ones. Right. But if you listen to the tales of Larry Pretty Weasel and Elvis Old Bull and Jonathan mm-hmm. Takes that, I mean, I mean, man. But it's it's hard to stack up those guys' accomplishments on a, a total scale. Well, and it's, so I'm always gonna have a hard time with basketball because Larry Kostovic is certainly the most accomplished basketball player from the state of Montana. But man, I don't know. It, it's hard to say, especially because some of those Native American guys too. They played for so long and won so much, so much pride and money playing in tournaments until they were in their fifties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then I mean, if you want to talk about even the, I mean, football is hard too because Dave Dickinson is. He's he's I guess what you would say is probably the best college football player yes to play, but is does that make him the the greatest football player in Montana history? He's playing a he's playing a position that has never delivered into the NFL from the state of Montana, and he may have been about as close as you get at, as a quarterback to going to the NFL. He ends up being a Hall of Fame caliber, you know professional player in Canada and takes that career route, which has obviously worked out very well for him from player to coach to GM, the whole thing. So, and he's also in the college football hall of fame for crying out loud. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. But also if you're talking about, you know, just straight players, some guys went on to have unbelievable NFL career, a bunch of guys with not, I mean, Mike person played nine years, uh, 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 Cole Anderson played nine years. You get a, a bunch of, I mean, Tremaine Johnson, if you talk about just pure skill as a football player, now is he a Montanan? Right. Now we're getting into right, a little right. bit of a, okay. I don't think he counts. He's not, cause he's not from Montana. Right. So and he was only in Montana for, I mean, he hasn't really reconnected himself with the state. So, right. okay. So, you know, but, but I guess, you know, I the the argument is a fair one about well, what does it mean to be even the the quote unquote best football player? But I do think that Dave Dickinson occupies a certain legendary status he that, does. that no one status. else has really attained to in in the sport. Uh, and, and a certain there is a level of like people who don't know about about Dave Dickinson, the football player sure. across the uh, the, the country. Right. Right, just don't know. Like right. he, he's still, he's sort of like if he would have gone on to do what he did in the NFL, you know, it would be there's there wouldn't be any mystery sort of to it. You know what I mean? Which there still is, uh, or or any unknown really about it. So I don't know who who's on your list. Uh, I think that uh, number one would be Robin Selvig, mm-hmm. because I think that he had um, such a such a multicultural impact, not only. Uh, as one of the pioneers of women's basketball, period, but pioneers of women's basketball in a state where women's basketball has become uh, one of the preeminent sports, a place that, I mean, Montana produces, uh, outproduces its, uh, they hit above, Montana hits above its average in women's basketball more than almost any other sport. Yeah. Um, so I think you got to put, I think you got to put them up there. Um, the other one I think that, because it's we're, we're getting away from it a little bit, is Pat Donovan. Pat Donovan was from Helena. He played at Stanford uh, in the mid-'70s, and then he was a fourth-round draft pick by the Dallas Cowboys. He played 12 years in the NFL, won two Super Bowls with the Cowboys. He was a five-time first-team All-Pro, uh, and by all accounts, an unbelievable multi-sport athlete as well. Uh, the one guy that I think that could have been on the 
Mount Rushmore, if he would have made a different choice, and I actually wrote this in his bio for the Montana Football Hall of Fame, is Shane Collins. Shane Collins, this guy went to Bozeman High School. He, he and Tanner Roderick are the only two male athletes to ever win Gatorade Player of the Year in multiple sports in the same year. Tanner Roderick was in football and basketball in 2010. Shane Collins, back in 1987, was an All-American in both football and track and field. Shane Collins won the, the NCAA National Championship in the shot put when he was a sophomore in college. He had one of the top 12 throws in the world three years in a row. If he would have chosen to pursue shot put, he absolutely would have been an Olympian and he could have been an Olympic medalist. Mm. He didn't. He chose to pursue football. Not a bad choice. He was the 41st overall pick by the Washington Redskins. He played uh, for a Super Bowl team, but then injuries cut his career short. And it's kind of a what-if story, but I think that he could have been a guy that was a um, a... Olympian for sure, and maybe even Olympic medalist. Uh, but so I got I got Robin Selvig for sure. I got Pat Donovan for sure, and then um, I think my uh, my two other spots would be between three guys. Okay, I got another one. Wayne Estes from Anaconda. Mm. Another story of what if? I mean, because Wayne Estes led the nation in scoring uh, at Utah State. And then tragically died in like one of the flukiest accidents you've ever seen. I mean, he pulled over on the side of the road to help somebody that was broken down, and a power line falls and he it hits him in the head and he gets electrocuted after he had just been the number two overall pick in the NBA draft. Unbelievable. Yeah. But it, in a in a strange sort of way, it made his legend resonate even more because we don't know what he would have been, so he's remembered only with the highest reverence. The other two though, Sonny Holland, who's the greatest Bobcat of all time, a Montana State football player. Uh, stand out on the 1956 National Championship team, the head coach of the 1976 National Championship team. When you take into account all the coaches that coached under him and then rose to prominence, whether it's Dennis Erickson or Sonny Lubick, Sonny Holland has so many different uh, tentacles in the world of college football. Yeah. So I think he's he's definitely worth consideration. And and the other guy that I think sometimes gets forgotten, but we had Scott Manch, the longtime sports editor from the Great Falls Tribune, yeah. on our ESPN roundtable. And Scott worked in Great Falls for 35 years, and he's one of the great Montana sports historians. And we asked him, who was the greatest athlete you ever covered? He said, it's not close, is Todd Foster. Todd Foster was, uh, I think he became the, he was a Golden Gloves lightweight champion of the world. He uh, fought for the world title after, I mean, he was a gold medalist in the Olympics. He fought for uh, a title as a professional um, so I think he's a guy that probably deserves remembrance as well. Boxer from Great Falls in the late 80s, early 90s. One other great athlete from the state of Montana, Judy Martz. Yeah. Was an Olympic speed skater. How about right? Bonnie Blair, too? Is yeah. it, she's from Mont- is she from Montana or she just trained in Butte? Because Butte had that speed skating yeah. facility, right? Now, I, th- I, I th- For some reason, I want to say Bonnie Blair's from Wisconsin, but I'll, we'll, we, we can look into that a little bit. But Judy Martz, now she was, I think, I think she finished 15th in Innsbruck in the 64 games. Uh, and so she, she, let's put it like this: If you're in the Olympics, you are elite at what you do. But within the scope of the Olympics, she, you know, it's not like she medaled or something like that. But I mean, that's pretty great to be an Olympic athlete from the state of Montana. So, you know, there's, uh, it's, it's worth noting. Uh, two others, I think we got to mention too. I okay. mean, Dave McNally's it's a big Mount Rushmore. Da- I mean, here. Dave McNally's worth. I mean, he's widely considered the greatest baseball player ever from Montana. I mean, he pitched in the major leagues for 14 seasons. He was a three-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion with the Baltimore Orioles. He's in the Orioles Hall of Fame. So Dave McNally from Billings uh, is definitely one worth mentioning. And then the other one I think that you got to put in, in there. Actually, I think this guy probably deserves one of the certain spots. I think we both agree. What's more Montana than rodeo? 
And Dan Mortensen is the greatest rodeo cowboy ever from Montana. I mean, Dan Mortensen won six world championships in saddle bronc riding and was also always a competitor in the uh, bareback, and he won the world all-round title as well. I mean, Dan Mortensen was a first-ballot, first-team Hall of Famer in the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame when he was right. elected in 2009. So, I mean, that that's where, I mean, six-time world champion is pretty hard to beat. Steve Tell New Honors, 1029 ESPN Radio. All right, we got to get out. Why? Because we got to talk about Patrick Mahomes. I realize the news is somewhat old, but we weren't around last week. We got to get our shot at this. Give you your shot as well, 361-3688. Half a bill. Not a bad payday. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. You're always talking about breaking the sport. Has this done it? Mm. Answer, nope. It's two tell new one is one of two nine ESPN radio. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Thanks for being with us here on this very fine Tuesday afternoon. Uh Coulter, while we were away last week, uh Patrick Mahomes uh did something that is unprecedented. He uh, signed a contract which, from this moment, is a 10-year extension, but 12 years in total because he's under contract for the next two, is worth all in, fully, fully, if he achieves everything, whatever the incentives might be, et cetera, et cetera, $503 million. Uh, That is uh, quite a sum. He also could not buy the Mets, just so we're clear. (laughs) So crazy. Um. Could he buy any pro sports franchise outright for that amount of money? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah of course. A couple uh, low-level NHL teams? No. Oh, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? You could buy. You could probably buy a WNBA team. You might be able to buy an MLS mm. team, something like right, that. Right, right. Certainly not of the, the... I mean, if the Charlotte Hornets are worth $1.6 then how are the New York Mets only worth $1.7 Well, they're not. They're worth at least two. Hmm. Uh, in any case... And please don't use the word only. Um, Patrick Mahomes is only worth $503 million uh, in uh, 12 years from now. His average salary is $45 million a year. His total in guarantees, the injury guarantees, is uh, $141 million. But the obvious thing that is is so uh, uh, crazy about this, that it, it really isn't the money. It is the duration. It is the fact that in the NFL, a league where, you know, we all know the risks that are taken and 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 what that can mean for injury and everything else, uh, that he got a ten-year deal that extends twelve years from now to the point where he is thirty-eight years old, thirty-six years, thirty-seven years old at the point that this runs out. Now, obviously, plenty can happen. If you're going to ask any, I think, sane person whether this contract is going to be played to its, you know, to its 
And the answer is no, one way or another. Maybe he outplays it. Maybe he underplays it. Maybe he gets traded. Whatever, whatever the deal is. But it is a eye-opening deal. Uh, the Patriot, or excuse me, the Chiefs have what you and I agree is the the best asset in the NFL. He he he's he's arguably already the best quarterback in the league and he is 24 I think right 24 years old Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. he's got a Super Bowl he's got an MVP and of all the positions probably outside of kicker that you feel good about longevity in this day and age it's quarterback right I mean now he's already experienced that knee injury that looked worse it was very scary then the kneecap kind of popped out but he was he was out I think three games for that and was back uh any 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 contract that you make is going a big one is going to be a gamble it's going to be a hope for health and it's going to be all that this is a big gamble but it's a gamble that comes with a whole bunch of years that we didn't expect are you surprised not at the money of this but the duration I'm not and I think that you know I I, I do talk about these quarterback contracts really having a poor influence on the landscape of the NFL but I think they do have a poor influence when they're guys like Kirk Cousins, when they're guys like Matt Ryan, when they're guys like Matt Stafford, not when they're guys like Patrick Mahomes. When the number came out, I said, oh, yeah, that's exactly what he was getting paid. That's exactly I, I knew it was going to be the, the richest contract in pro sports history. And he is worth literally every penny. Um, here's- Patrick Mahomes, it's hard. I was telling you this while we were playing on the show. Twofold. First of all, he's one of the worst talk radio subjects that you can have. Because there's no takes on Patrick Mahomes. He's the best. He's just the best. But also, we've talked about this. Sometimes you have to pump the brakes a little bit on him because, he, they, I mean, the dude has only played two full seasons. Mm-hmm. I've watched, I've only watched him play in, in, in a, the full duration of a game probably, I'd say, 15 times mm-hmm. in, in two years. He's already made 50 throws that I've never seen anybody else make. In my time watching him live, I mean, he. Sometimes you have to pump the brakes though and say, because again, this goes back to the argument of transcendence. Aaron Donald at his peak is better than anybody that's ever played. Period. In my mind, Patrick Mahomes is the best thrower of the football I've ever seen. I I I agree with your. Statement. I never thought I would say that. I never thought I would find a guy that I thought was just significantly and undeniably better at at making magical throws than guys like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I never thought I would say, and I think Mahomes is is light years ahead of them in terms of his maturity and his um, confidence. And what, I mean, the, the, the craziest part about it is his upside is still, he still isn't at his upside, right? And he already won the Super Bowl MVP as a 23-year-old. Yeah, I mean, he he's, he, I, I'm not prepared to say that he's the best, quote, quarterback right now. He is, but he is the best thrower of the football in the history of football. That's what I. That's what I think at this very moment, and that is right. to to your point. I mean, I I I sort of hesitate even to say it because it's such a, a big statement within the scope of the game. Think but about I, how I, I much. Don't know who, show me who. Think better. about how much better he got from his junior year at Texas Tech until last year. That is such a small sample size. Give him. 10 more years with Andy Reid? I mean, imagine with Patrick Mahomes when he when the cerebral part catches up to the arm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh it's true. It's it's a it's it's unbelievable uh what he's got here. Here's the other part of this though that I think is worth taking into consideration. 
You look at 10 years, you look at $503 million, you look at $45 million a year. By the way, $45 million a year is substantially more. I mean, what, what's Aaron Rodgers getting paid? Like 30? 33, maybe? And Aaron Rodgers was... Uh Upload. Or it was. Uh, he got so much of the money at the beginning of the contract too. Right. But I guess the point is, is like the duration is the most shocking part of this. The money is also shocking. I mean, that is a huge amount of money to pay. But the one mitigating factor is because the duration is so long. This has this carries with it such a presumption of increased salary cap which we you know which which is a projection it's not known you don't know what the salary cap is until the year prior to the year you like you don't know what it's act the final figure what it's right. going to be because it's based on the prior revenues for the league and so but the the assumption of whatever the next big television contracts come up and what those are going to be worth uh, the the extension of the sport into uh, live rights with the internet and online. The the Chiefs are making a football decision, but they're also obviously making a business decision that comes with expectations about what valuations will be in 2030 and 2025 on their way through this whole thing. Obviously, the place that we're at right now, you go, whoa, yeah, really? Okay, let's, I mean, I hope you're right, but we'll see, but... Nonetheless, it let's put it like this: forty-five million dollars a year in twenty twenty-seven is going to look like a steal, presumably. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I want to ask you this: so much of the these these huge contracts, it's not just about what you can do. That's largely what it's about is your talent, but also it's about who you are too. And I think Patrick Mahomes is a good kid. But he doesn't. He doesn't have that spark of the it factor, like some of the guys that have come before him. Whether it was Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Zion Williamson. I know I'm only talking about basketball players, but even Brett Favre, with all his trials and tribulations, he was such an everyman. Even though he had this unbelievable talent, and Patrick Mahomes coming from you know the, the son of a professional baseball player, come from a, an affluent background. I mean, he's a well-spoken guy. But to me, what do you think of just his marketability? Or, or is his talent just so good that it overwhelms all of it? His marketability is astronomic. Astronomic. He's, he's the guy who walks into the auditorium for the, 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 the Post Malone concert in the back of the thing, and when he walks in, the lights are on him, and the place goes berserk. Now, granted, this was two days after the Super Bowl, so you're riding pretty high as it is anyways. But he is he's very young, so I think that there is a level of uh, growing into that sort of stuff that you're talking about. But the way, the way that he... Just he, relates to the other players, and and what I'm interested in is the level of love that the kids are going to have for him is going to just it's 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 already huge and it's only going to be bigger. He will be the face of the league for the next decade. Listen to a great podcast with JJ Redick, and uh, his perspective was was phenomenal, and I thought it was interesting for a variety of different factors. But JJ Redick has spent this last season playing with the New Orleans Pelicans, and. Bill Simmons, whose podcast it was, 
was asking J.J. Redick, you know, hey, you've been around. You you played at McDonald's All-American game. You were number one recruit in the country. You played at Duke. You've played now for multiple franchises with multiple superstar players. What is different about Zion Williamson? And Redick said, not only is he naturally the greatest teammate I've ever had, but I constantly forget that he's 19 years old. Yeah. It's not just the size, though. It's the gravitas. It's the maturity. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron James was, was, oh, man, look at this phenom teenager for like one month in the NBA until you were just like, look at this man. Mm-hmm. In every way. He, 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 he was so mature. That's the one thing I'm so interested to see how it influences Mahomes because he's already so endearing, but I don't think he has that, that presence yet. But that's only going to make him grow as both a player and a marketable asset. But the other thing, man, is that like all of it is muted in the NFL because there's more guys and because you got a helmet on your head. Like the, it's true. The, the basketball thing is so much more about... Oh, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's, it's so, so much more overt in that arena than it is in the NFL. It's true, and, and, and so much of that, and this is, what, this is probably my biggest gripe with the NFL, so much of it is because the NFL is so obsessed with promoting the quarterbacks. And I get why. It's the easiest part for fans to understand. But honestly, in the league, the Drew Breeses and Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady's of the world are actually the, the minority when it comes to who's the leaders of the team. Mm-hmm. Like, like Carson Wentz was an okay uh, leader for the Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles was this an- anomalous but caught lightning in a bottle, awesome, you know, ride the wave all the way to the Super Bowl MVP. But Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and um, who's Marcus, the, who, Peters, and Marcus yeah. Peters and Malcolm Jenkins, those guys are the leaders, yeah. and they're not getting marketed like that, right? Yeah. Like Joe Staley was the leader of the Niners last year. Not Jimmy Garoppolo, not Richard Sherman. Like, Joe Staley is the leader of the San Francisco 49ers last yeah. year. But the league doesn't market that kind of stuff, and most common fans don't know that. So you're right. I think that it is it is a little bit skewed. Because in the NBA, that's why the NBA is so, it's so marketable, but it's also so easy for just casual sports fans to understand. Because the best player is almost always the also most marketable guy, the most marketed guy, and the leader of the team. You know what I mean? It's very rare to have a superstar who doesn't encompass all of it. Yeah, it's true. It's 2 Tell one is 1029 ESPN Radio. Take a quick break. On the other side, wrap things up on a Tuesday afternoon. Hope you're having a good day. Thanks for riding along with us your afternoon drive. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info 
at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. day like today. You know what I'm saying? Coulter's taking selfies of an apple. This is great. What a fun, fun Tuesday. Have we really come this low where you're tweeting fruit? I'm not tweeting anything, man. It's uh, it's part of a uh, little health challenge I got going on. Okay. I don't want any part of it. It's two telling Nuanas, one of two nine ESPN radio. You're just a natural, dude. As you just build fences and you'll stay fit forever. SWX Montana Television, believe me, I, I would because it will take forever for me to build a fence. Uh, if you would uh, like to follow us along on Twitter, you can do it at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT. If you'd like to listen, Online, You can listen live to the station all the time, including this show, two hours a day, 1029ESPN.com. You check out the stream. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And uh, also, if you'd like to listen to the podcast, you can do that as well. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. It's available all the time. And the podcast is there uh, thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Uh, one thing I wanted to make a note of today, Colter, we talked about this a couple weeks ago uh, when when the actual interview took place. But this morning, uh, a New Angle podcast, a New Angle podcast with our friend Justin Angle. He's a professor of marketing over at the University of Montana. Uh, great guy. Been on this show a couple of times. We've visited him on his podcast a couple of times. But a New Angle podcast is phenomenal. And this week, Travis DeCure, the head coach of the Montana men's basketball team, uh, is on it. It just came out this morning. I haven't gotten all the way through. I started listening to it earlier today, uh, but uh, well, I'll listen to uh, Coach Takir talk about absolutely anything at all. <laughs> no question. Uh, and uh, and certainly uh, in uh, in the sports world, in the world at large, he is a great voice uh, for us to be able to have, and, and that podcast, a fantastic one in general. Anyway, some great guests uh, rolling through uh, on the new angle, but also uh, this week in particular tying into what we do here around here on ESPN Radio. Uh, so uh, worth checking out. I tweet, retweeted that, too, if you're looking for it at Gus Tutel. You can also follow find a new angle podcast wherever you get your podcast and listen to that one uh, that episode's going to be already is and is, is going to be very very good worth your time for sure culture jt daniels uh we were going to talk about this yesterday we didn't quite get to it unfortunately we left ourselves a full four minutes in this final segment to get to it jt daniels uh is a quarterback was at usc has transferred out of usc and he you, you could talk about him more in depth in terms of the expectation that was on him, what people thought that he was going to be and what he turned out to be, uh, or it turned out to, it hasn't turned out to be yet. Who, who knows if he will. But the also, I would say, concerning thing, USC has just been a revolving door of quarterbacks either who have transferred out or who maybe haven't been everything that we expected them to be. Obviously, Sam Darnold hit a high watermark basically his freshman year there, and he's still a very good quarterback, and 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 he's a good quarterback, good, I would say so far only good for the Jets, mm-hmm. but good nonetheless. But USC, man, they, they, they are not figuring it out where they keep getting these guys who are these big-time recruits, these five-star guys, and they are not 
sticking with the program. I think part of that, though, is the hype machine, right? I mean, I think that being a five-star quarterback is one of the worst things that could ever happen to you because you can only fail to live up to expectations. Yeah, it's pretty hard to be better than like, five-star, All the right? Elite 11 guys, ever since they created the Elite 11 camps, which brings the 11 best high school guys from around the country, there's been so many more Jimmy Clausens than there's been. I mean, think about all the dudes who've just gone by the way. So, I mean, Travis Johnson was one of those guys once upon a time, and he ends up playing wide receiver at Montana State yeah. to end his career. I mean, who's the kid who went to Florida State and uh, was yeah, was yeah. super – I mean, uh, DeAndre Francois. And then ended up at Last Chance U and then ended up at Florida Atlantic. And, like, you can only fail to meet expectations. I mean, JT Daniels was hyped as – the next Golden Boy quarterback at USC. Yeah. He's going to be our next Carson Palmer, Matt Leiter, Matt Barkley. You know, they had that string of the Pete Carroll. But Pete Carroll wasn't just recruiting them. He was developing them. Right. And those guys were, like, great quarterbacks, but they weren't Elite 11-type guys. They were, like, four-star guys who then developed into Heisman Trophy winners. That's the that's the path I think is more sustainable. Because, like, the kid that USC has now, Keaton Slovis, nobody thought he was going to ever compete with JT Daniels, and then he beats him out during fall camp last year, and then he has a record-setting year as a freshman. He throws for 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. It's the greatest freshman season in USC history. Yeah, But he didn't have that hype. He wasn't the he was the Elite 11 guy, and a lot of times I think it, it makes guys flame out. But then the other point worth making, though, is that this is just the way of the world in college football now, where if it doesn't go well for you, no matter what the circumstances are, you can just go find another fit and you can get big. The reason this was news is because JT Daniels got his waiver right away. So he'll be eligible at Georgia this next year. If this next year happens. Well, and and I mean, look, man, Joe Burrow, right? Didn't win the job at Ohio state. What happens? He lights it up at LSU. He's number one pick in the draft. So what else do you need to know? Besides the last three, number one overall picks transferred in college. See, that's the thing is like, I, I get the like you want to stick with it and, and stick it out and all of that kind of stuff, but more and more I just if you're playing Division One college football, you're working hard. Sure. Now there are certain people who have another gear that they can get to, and they're going to be rewarded for that gear that they're able to get to. But if if you have a falling out with a coach, or if you are if you end up in a situation where you're just not going to play for three years, and that's what it's going to be. And you think you got that skill? Transferring is is a bet on yourself in for, for, in a no lot question. of these ways. And I got you know I I don't think I think people are over in general the idea that this somehow reflects poorly. People just all jump in place to place to place. Well, this I is mean, what it is? Uh, uh, Justin Fields transfers, lights it up at Ohio State. Where Joe Burrow transferred from, and <laughs> Joe Burrow goes to LSU and lights it up and wins the Heisman Trophy and is their own overall pick. I mean, it's just been this crazy rotating door. But then you have guys like Tate Martell who just fall by the wayside, and then all of a sudden they're just toiling and no one knows where. I don't even know where Tate Martell's at. Sure, but I, I again, I mean, there it, 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 it the knife cut, the knife cuts both ways. It absolutely does. That's my biggest question mark when it comes to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had the offensive coordinator that that built a system around his elite skills more than. More than he may ever have again, but see that that seems like a coaching failing. It is, and I, 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 I and we can talk more about this tomorrow. Okay, and this was this is what we'll talk. This is what we'll leave the show with tomorrow. Look, man, I heard the best way of describing the New England Patriots I've ever heard. 
Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in NFL history because Bill Belichick is the only true agnostic coach that's ever lived. In other words, (laughs) not in a religion standpoint, he has no dedication or faith and tie to anything. He's down to do anything to win at all times. It's two telling Nuanas, boys and girls. It's a Tuesday. We hope you enjoyed it with us. We'll be back with you. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.